This is the 343 Podcast. I'm your host, John Pronich. Welcome to the show. How do you want your team to play? Easy question, right? Well, yes and no. We've talked about it before on the podcast. Gary has written about it on the blog. And it has also been a topic of discussion at all three of our coaching summits. The question itself is simple. How do you want your team to play? But the answers can be dissected and dissected again and then dissected again. Most coaches have a collection of drills that they like to use. Most coaches use a bunch of fancy buzzwords. But most coaches fail because they don't have a clear idea of how they actually want their team to play. So in this episode of the podcast, you are going to hear Paul Holliker talk a little bit about his experience with answering a very similar question. The audio that you are about to hear was captured during our third and final coaching summit. And the entire presentation from Paul, which is over an hour long, is now part of the 343 Coaching Education Membership Program. To learn more about that program, you can visit 343coaching.com and you can see all of the benefits and you can just poke around and see some videos and stuff for free. Or you can make the really great decision and sign up and start learning the proven 343 coaching methodology today. But of course, that is up to you. All right, let's just get straight into this episode today. It's a little bit different. It's not a conversation. This is just Paul, and he is in front of a classroom of about 40, maybe 45 coaches, I think, if I remember correctly. And this is the first portion of his presentation. So I hope that you enjoy this episode of the 343 Podcast with Paul Holliker. All right, guys. Uh... I'm, I'm pretty pumped about, uh, about this next presentation. So just to give you guys a little bit of history, um, Paul used to coach at Cal Poly San Luis Obispo. I'm sure that Paul will give you a little bit of his history as well. Uh, I'm from that same area. I actually coached at Cal Poly San Luis Obispo. Uh, men's soccer, but club soccer. So my team would train on the field right next to Paul's team. So Paul coached the D1 team. And so I had a little bit of overlap um, with Paul when he was there. I actually got Paul to come watch some of my high school games when I was coaching high school boys who uh, Ian was playing for. So Ian was actually on the teams that I was coaching at Rigetti High School. To bring this all full, full circle, Ian now coaches under Paul at San Jose Earthquakes. So that's kind of how our little relationship has uh, blossomed. So I'm super pumped to have Paul here presenting. He's the Academy Director at San Jose Earthquakes and also coaches the DA teams for the U18 and U16. So big welcome for Paul Holliker.
Uh, I want to say thank you, first of all, to Gary, Brian, John, and, and 343. Um, I've been uh, known Gary and Brian for maybe, maybe eight years now, right? Uh, when I was coaching at Cal Poly, I met them, and I'd go down south and do some recruiting and got to know uh, Brian a little bit when he was coaching his teams and always obviously very impressed with um, his teams and, and uh, always enjoyed our conversations together. And um, uh, so I've been a big, uh, big fan of 343 for, for many years. Um, today, uh, what I want to talk about a little bit is um, everyone's had some amazing presentations, I mean, um, and, and has spoken about things that they that uh, are really dear to them and uh, that they're passionate about. What I wanted to touch on today was um, something that I feel um, that I, I have a, a nice passion for, and that is something called positional play. And um, I'll give you a little brief history on what that means to me and um, you know how I came about this and, and very interested in this. So, um, I grew up in Seattle. Uh, my first flight I ever took was my recruiting trip to Santa Clara University. Um, I was there from 87 to 91. Um, we had a, a, a very good team. We won a national championship in my junior year. And um, I was drafted and, and played professionally on a team called the San Francisco Blackhawks, um, which was um, in a league called the APSL, American Professional Soccer League. And in this league, there was only um, eight teams. And believe it or not, the quality was really high because there was only eight teams. Um, but we were very part-time players. We played, we played six to eight months a year. And then in between those periods, your contract, um, I went and coached. So I was doing a lot of coaching uh, when I was in my early 20s. Um, I played for, for seven years uh, professionally. Um, and I retired um, at 27, and um, I started coaching again in the youth. And it was around that time, I was, uh, there was a great, great club that was very successful at the time, was Ajax in Holland, which I'm sure all of you guys know about. And um, I was very, very fascinated with, with those guys, why they were so successful, and... Um, I don't know if you guys have got this, but we, I bought the old VHS tapes on IX, the youth development. And so I'm 27, 28, and um, I started to coach in the youth. And um, I had a friend call me. He actually called me today. This is 20 years ago, and he called me today. He called me, and he said, Paul, uh, they have a position open at UC Santa Cruz, but it, it closes today. So if you want to you know, put your name into the hat to go to UC Santa Cruz, to coach there, um, you know, got to get up there today. So I went up there, and uh, I applied for the job, um, and I got the job at UC Santa Cruz, a Division three school, um, non-scholarship. I was paid six thousand dollars a year. That was my job. So, uh, but that's where I really, really got to start. Um, and it was that same summer. Also, I went over to IAX. And I took a 16-year-old took a team to IAX and uh, just kind of started to understand the ideas of positional play. And it's, so it's been with me for a long time, even though I went through different periods where 
I lost it, and I came back to it. Okay, so positional play, you know, as I'm trying to wrap my head around it still, is, is the definition that I keep coming back to is the intelligent use of positioning to gain a, an advantage, a tactical advantage. And the objective is to generate superiorities behind lines, okay? And positional play is, is systemless. You mean you, these are different systems of play against the same system. So if you look here, this is, looks familiar, this is what Chelsea did, essentially, okay, with, with Pedro and Hazard, Costa, right? So they played essentially in a 1-3, 4-2-1, okay? Here is a very traditional 1-3-4-3, and traditional I mean by these really high wingers, okay? And they play, a, you know, maybe a box in the middle, and you can configure these things different ways. And this is what I started to work with at the end of the year. There's, there's 100 different ways you can start to do things. But the idea is that however you construct your team, that you have well thought out ideas on how you want to, to play and how to advance the game, okay? So positional play insight, intelligent use of positioning to gain a tactical advantage. Um, I found this um, to be probably one of the most undertrained aspects of the game in the United States, right? So, hey, why are you over there? What's your reason to be over there? What else do you see? What are the ideas? So we train a lot of individual positional play and then collective positional play. Positional insights are offensive and defensive. You can talk about your positioning on offense and on defense, okay? So the idea is soccer is chess, not checkers, okay? I'm gonna talk specifically about a certain phase of the game. So I'll talk about the buildup from the back. I took the uh, French course this last year with the MLS. I went to, had a, a very, really good experience taking a course put on by the French Football Federation. And um, this is a little bit of the presentation I did for that. So, the phase that we're talking about is collective possession to advance. And collective possession to advance, essentially what they've defined it as is the buildup from the back to a point where you're building up and you're getting to a point where you found the free player and now you've destabilized. So from this position to there, it's a different phase of the game. So essentially what I want to focus on today is this build up from the back, okay? I'm preaching to the choir here um, in 3-4-3. I mean, you guys are committed to the build up from the back. And so, I, so, first of all, I'm not converting anybody to this way of playing, but for me, um, it was a very um, uh, neglected part of USU soccer. So you go anywhere around the world and these guys are, you know, their ideas run out very, very quickly in the buildup out of the back, okay? So collective possession to advance requires a keen understanding of how to both create and use space, okay? That's the first, if I go back here, it's the first principle, okay, of this phase. Second principle, playing in between lines and in gaps. This is the French methodology, how they define the game. 
The third principle in this phase is the creation of numerical superiority, getting open, and playing in combination. So that's kind of what we'll talk about. Okay, so to build up from the back with clear ideas and intelligent positional insight. Phase again, collective possession to advance. The first principle is creation and use of space. I have a video here which you guys will sure have probably seen and appreciate. So the first thing that you notice that the, the clip goes by quick, it's 10, 15 seconds. And a lot of times when you're watching a soccer match, so much is going on that you miss a lot of the little details of the individual positional insight, why the players are doing what they're doing. So I wanted to show the clip again. And in this phase, in this clip, watch the same phase and watch Danny Alves. And um, it's, I was talking to Gary about this yesterday. It's really, really clear how he's running, and he's running with intent. He has a purpose. He has a purpose to his movement, to his positioning. So he's literally trying to drive back his direct mark as far as that direct mark will go. And by doing that, he's creating a lot of space for, for Piquet. Same clip. Watch Busquets. Focus on Busquets. So the key thing that I was noticing there was as he recognizes that Puyo has no pressure on him, he literally moves away and he prompts him on with a hand signal. So all these players are interpreting the game based on a lot of individual positional training. I, and I recognize stuff like this because a lot of times I've seen players all over the country, even on our national team, that will run back and pick up that ball off of their center back, which leaves one less player to get behind a line or to create the space. So watch uh, Alves and Xavi. So the space that's been created, there's two options. And so they built up. So it, it looks really, really simple, but there's a lot of ideas that were going on there. Okay? And I wanna I wanna show this one, this clip again one more time. Watching all this stuff here, and then actually watching this stuff here farther away from the ball. And the position that he takes. Um, because essentially they're playing with three in the back now. But that position is critical. Why he's there and why he makes that movement during that play. So anyways, this is, that's positional play to me, is, is that kind of understanding. Okay, so trying to look at the build-up play from the back, okay, the, the key considerations. Um, the, for me, the, what I'm learning is that the most important factor in kind of constructing your buildup is what the opponent's doing, okay? And um, everyone's got some really, really good mentors here. I had a, had a really good opportunity to work with uh, Franz Hoek, who, um, who was at Barcelona. He was at Ajax. He was at Bayern and Manchester United. But he comes over to California a lot, and I got to meet him through a friend. And he came and did a coaching clinic in Central Coast. Were, were you there, Ian? Ian was there. Um, 
But I went, and, I went and had lunch with Franz Hoke, and I was coaching in college, um, coaching against a team coming up, and, and we were talking, we were having a coffee, and he said, um, so what are you training? What's the opponent? And I said this and this and this. And, and he said, but Paul, what's, how's your first phase? And I was, this is back you know, a number of years ago. I well, yeah, we're going to build up from the back, but how? How are you going to build up from the back? What are, their, what are their ideas? What are your ideas? How are you going to position yourself? How, and so I got to thinking of the game. That just little conversation with Hoke opened my eyes. And then I kept asking him a lot of questions. And I had to dig a lot on my own. Um, I had to kind of experiment with training sessions. But ideally, or um, in essence, what you're doing is you're, you're figuring out what the opponent's doing. Lone striker, two strikers, where are they pressing? How are they pressing? And based on those factors, you can construct an idea. Right. Thank you for listening to another episode of the 343 Podcast. If you are interested in finding more episodes of the 343 Podcast, or if you are interested in learning about more of the benefits of the program that helps to support and fund this podcast that you just listened to, you can find all of that at 343coaching.com. That's the numbers 343, the word coaching, all spelled out, .com. To tell you a little bit more about his experience with one of our online programs, here is Tom Beyer. And I can tell you, after someone who's done a lot of coaches' education, both as a student and as an instructor, that you will learn more by watching one or two of their videos that you might learn on any full-time course. Because the, the one thing that I liked about what they're presenting is, again, it's simplicity, man. It's very simple. It's not a lot of, you know, complicated words. It makes sense. And it goes right directly to the heart of, of, of the game on, on, on how, to, how to develop, um, not just, you know, individual players, but develop teams as well. Once again, you can find all of that information by going to and visiting 343coaching.com. That's the numbers 343, the word coaching, all spelled out, dot com. All right, we will catch you guys next time here on the 343 Podcast. Thank you so much for listening and for supporting the work that we do. Thank you.